listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Third and final hour of Miller and Moulton in Tampa, St. Pete and surrounding areas, Lake City and surrounding areas, between Port Charlotte and Venice, halfway home in the 239, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, Florida Sports Network. Dot com. Matt Baker, kind enough to join us once again. Neither he nor we thought we would be calling him again this week after talking to him last week. But then Florida State had a meeting. Matt, thanks for joining us. Um, are they serious about this? <laughs> well, I, they're serious. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, they're serious in that this revenue problem is a problem where the, the gap between the power two, let's call it what it is, the SEC and the Big Ten, and everybody else, including the ACC, is big and it's getting bigger. And I, I don't know the exact numbers, but Florida State was saying it will be in the tune of $30 million per year in what Vanderbilt and Purdue and Michigan and those guys will get compared to what Florida State will get from, from their conferences. And that's not sustainable. I mean, I knew it was big. I mean, it's big enough to buy out. I think it was Dan Mullen, Jim McElwain, Willie Taggart, and, and Will Muschamp every single year is what the gap is. And when you start thinking about the practical implications of that in terms of uh, support staff size, in terms of facilities, in terms of potentially NIL stuff, uh, depending on how all that shakes out, in terms of paying players directly, like you could see a, a situation where I mean, a top coach at Florida State could decide to be take a step down and go to Mississippi State or something because the money is a lot greater. These are the real problems that Florida State faces. The question is, or will face, I should say. So the question is, what can they do about it? Um, I, they, they, one of the trustees asked, the, you know, just raised the possibility of, could we get a buyout? Uh, could, could we pay to leave the ACC? And the answer was not no. Now, do I think that's feasible? No, I mean, the, the $120 million is what they said it would be. But then there's the grant of rights, which, you know, basically they'd have to give up their TV rights, uh, that, that money through 2036, which makes it a non-starter unless they think there's a way out of it. So so the complicated thing, I, I don't know that they could really get out of it. Uh, maybe at some point, they, I'm, I would certainly think that they would try. Um, but in the, the short term, I am quite sure that the frustrations are real. Matt, my thoughts when I saw your your piece and the the first to tweet on it and then reading the, your column is is Florida State trying to see if they can get some support because the one thing that would be able the one way to get out of it is to dissolve the ACC and that means you need a majority vote of teams that want to basically end this conference. That seems financially to be the best way. Do you think that's a realistic way? Well, I, I don't think they're completely alone in this. I, I know they're not. Clemson is one that's in a very similar situation because Clemson obviously competes at the highest level in college football, a couple of national titles here lately. Um, but, you know, they're in that same situation where because the, they're going to see South Carolina laugh them financially and, and, and Tennessee and, and Georgia and some of the teams they go up against in recruiting and what have you. Uh, the question is, could you get enough of the other guys? Uh, could Miami go on? Yeah, maybe. North Carolina would be attractive. Um, to the SEC or Big Ten, Virginia would be attractive. Maybe Virginia Tech, uh, maybe maybe Georgia Tech. I don't know. But the other part of it is there's a lot of teams that this really behooves to be in this situation, right? Where how attractive is Boston College on the open market? They're not. They're just not. Syracuse, 
uh, Wake Forest, Duke, NC State, some of those guys, that's where it, and that's where the power of the ACC is um, in, in terms of just the, the central point, right? So maybe they could get enough to kind of be upset. Um, I, I don't quite know because so many of them won't have options in the SEC or Big Ten. There's a, there's a handful that would, and then the other eight or nine don't. So I, I honestly think it was a, an acknowledgement that something has to change. And then the easiest solution here, guys, is the ACC decides to change how it gives us its money. So basically, right now, everybody gets about the same. Maybe there's a situation where in the future, um, they weigh that TV distribution more based on what type of TV ratings did your games get in football and basketball? How many games did you win? Did you go to a bowl? Did you go to a big bowl? Uh, What are the big TV markets in your area? So that way, maybe that can give more of that money to the Florida State, Clemson's, Miami's, North Carolina's, and less to Wake Forest and North Carolina State and Boston College. Maybe that's a way to kind of – it's not going to even it. It's not going to make up $30 million. But if that makes up some of it, maybe Florida State can figure out a way to, to make it approximately even and moneyball their way to still being able to compete with LSU and Georgia and those guys. He's Matt Baker. He covers college football for the Tampa Bay Times. You can follow Matt on Twitter, mbakertbtimes, mbakertbtimes. You know, Matt, there's a lot of moving parts here. Mm-hmm. The SEC, Big Ten, Big 12 would have to want at least eight ACC schools. Now, we see the Big 12 that would gladly take, you know, we think they'd gladly take a Pitt. They'd gladly take a Louisville, you know, with their footprint, et cetera maybe even a Vatech or others. We see eh, the Big Ten might be interested in a UNC, Virginia, Miami. But, you know, Matt, it's tough to envision something bold happening unless the SEC wants to go bigger than 16. Have you heard anything that the SEC wants to go bigger than Oklahoma and Texas? No, but I, I, but look, the people who run the SEC, Greg, thank you, those guys, they're not stupid. Uh, they know what's going on, and I'm, I'm sure that they were paying attention to what Florida State was saying publicly. Um, it, it just and, and Florida State would be a, a nice addition to the SEC. Let's face it; they they fit a lot of what the SEC is: geography and obviously football tradition and, and what have you. Um, I think Florida. I think the AC, Excuse me, the SEC. I'll get it right eventually. I think the SEC. Um, we just have to see a reason to really make it work because right now what, what the, what the SEC is doing is working. And I don't know that most people in college athletics think there's a good way out in the short term for Florida state. I, I don't think that there's not an easy way out. Otherwise they would have done it. Um, is there a way out? Yes. Is it either waiting a long time or getting caught up in, in the courts for a long time? Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those. And at that point, yeah, at, I think the SEC would, would certainly it would behoove them to pay attention. But I don't know that it's in that situation right now where anything is imminent. I, to me, the Florida State thing was a, a, the short term is something has to change, and that something is probably going to be, they hope, the ACC changing the way it uh, structures things. But, you know, there has to be kind of a hammer at the end of it, right, the carrot and the stick. And I, I think the stick is that if this doesn't change, if we're not happy, then eventually we might not be here. Do you think there's any validity? One of the things they talked about was that grant of rights not being valid. Is there anything, is there any there there, Matt? Is there any way that anyone sees to get out of the grant of rights? Because obviously without 
getting out of that, there's, there's no way to leave the conference. So what's interesting is that Texas and Oklahoma were able to get out a year early, um, or they are getting out a year early. So it shows it can be done. It, but there's a, there's a big difference between one year early and 12 years earlier, 13 years earlier, or whatever it is. Um, so can they get out? I don't know. I, this is one of those things, uh, the grant of rights is not a public document. It's kept in such a way that there's that it, uh, it's not like it's in the president's email or anything like that. So I, I have not seen it with my own eyes. I don't know what's in there, and I'm not a lawyer. I do know that there are some people in the ACC who think that maybe it's not completely ironclad and maybe there is a way out. And if this thing continues where this gap continues to grow and it becomes at some point unsustainable, and really at some point it's going to be more expensive to stay than it would be to leave, right, if you, if you add that $30 million up year after year. So there's going to be a time where somebody, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, UNC, whoever it is, say, you know what, this is, this is the time. It's time to get out because we're losing more by staying than we would be by tying this up in court. And, and that's when this would ultimately be decided, either in a, in a courtroom somewhere or, um, yeah, something like that. Matt, if you're the ACC, what, if anything, would you do or can you do? I mean, Matt. They're locked into a TV deal with ESPN slash ABC for 2036. I mean, and since ESPN's got ESPN Plus, I don't even know if they can go to them and say, listen, is it okay if we bring on like a streaming service to try to generate some more revenue? I mean, what can the ACC do even if they want to prevent the insurrection? Well, one thing is, again, shift the way they give the revenue. I'm sorry, Wake Forest and Boston College and Syracuse. We got to support the big brands. More money for Florida State and, and, and Clemson and Miami. That's one thing. The other thing, I, I don't know that there's like an expansion target that makes sense. You know, adding US, I've, I've had USF fans say, oh, well, just add us. Well, I don't know that USF really brings enough to make that worthwhile. Same with Memphis or SMU or, or some of those guys. Um, so the other thing that I would say is continue to beef up non-conference scheduling as much as possible. And I'm talking go big. Maybe there's a scheduling alliance with the Pac-12. That was something that had been discussed, or the Big 12. Maybe there's a situation where um, you make it even clearer that uh, you don't play the non-Power 5 opponents as much as possible. Maybe you try and get rid of the FCS game. So then you can go back to ESPN and say, look, instead of Florida State Duquesne, we're now giving you Florida State Washington, right? Instead of Miami Bethune or Miami Toledo, we're giving you Miami Oklahoma State, Miami UCF, and we deserve to be compensated accordingly. So maybe that's kind of a scenario, something that you can try to do to sweeten the pot to, to make it a little bit better. But ESPN only has, you know, they've got a lot of leverage here because they only have so much money to go around and the ACC is not going to be their top, their top priority and they're already locked in. If we have a deal, why would I continue to? Why would I pay you more money than what we agreed on? So it's going to be a tough situation for the ACC, and uh, this is why this has been a. I think it's fair to say this has been an existential crisis that's been looming for several years, and is only going to continue to loom as the, the gap grows between the power two and the next three. He's Matt Baker. He will be covering this and many other stories between now and the start of the college football season. He does it for the Tampa Bay Times. Follow Matt on Twitter, mbakertbtimes, mbakertbtimes.
TV Times. Matt, as always, appreciate you coming on the show and your insight, and I promise we will not call you in the next seven days. <laughs> call anytime. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Matt Baker, kind enough to come on the show once again here on Miller & Moulton. He ran a half marathon over the weekend. No wonder <laughs> he doesn't eat chicken wings. <laughs> and yet we like the guy. Brings us good information. But as we talked about, this ACC deal runs through the mid-2030s. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you're Boston actually, College, you're going to say, sure, give Florida State more money? I, so here's the funny thing. Like, the SEC deal actually ends two years before the ACC does, and that deal hasn't even started yet. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes after the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Final Monday of February. I hope you had a great weekend. My guess is with the weather being spectacular throughout the state, no matter where you are joining us from, if it is in the Sunshine State, that you were out and about this weekend. I hope so. You know, leave it up to us to fill you in on what it is you may have missed. You missed an amazing college basketball weekend, I will say. I know it's not March. Last weekend before March, let me tell you, the dress rehearsal was amazing. Amazing. But before we get there, all right, can we uh, role play? Okay. Okay. You I don't tell have to wear me... any costumes, do I? <laughs> Only if you'd like. I don't know how you dress up as either the SEC, Big Ten, or Big 12. I don't know what outfits that would incur. I'm guessing the most layers would be when you're trying to be the Big Ten. You know, SEC, would you be like what, uh, shorts and a golf shirt? In the SEC? Sandals? Uh, no, I think the SEC, quite frankly, if I'm the SEC, I probably have a green jacket because I'm also a member at Augusta. Uh, I, I feel then. like I'm better than everyone if I'm where, if I'm the SEC. What can I wear that you can't have? It's kind of the way I look at it. What are you wearing if you're the Big 12? I mean, you know, now that Oklahoma and Texas leaves, okay, can you wear like the big hat? Or do you have to transition to a different outfit altogether? It's going to be like the U.S. team when they walk into the Winter Olympics, you know, like some sort of, you know, I don't know, rough rider. I, I do feel like the Big 12 is in some sort of a warm-up suit, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. They're, you know, like the I think I, right. the, I see the Big Ten wearing the Brooks Brothers suit, you know, nice and tight, everything looking right. good, very business-like. The SEC in some sort of, you know, Hoy polloi type outfit in the Big 12 running around in Al Davis's white Raiders tracksuit. <laughs> um, here's what you need to keep in mind when I ask these questions of Mark, no matter how he's dressed, representing whatever conference he's going to represent. When I ask if you're the Big 10, do you have interest in this team? It really needs to be if you're Fox, CBS, and NBC, are you willing to pony up? X number of millions annually for this team. 
For example, Fox, CBS are both ponying up $350 million a year for Big Ten football and a little bit of basketball. NBC, by the way, is ponying up three seventy a year. Each school annually is getting from these networks 22, 22, and 23 million. Add it all up. They're getting 67 million a year just from the three television networks. That doesn't include anything else. So that's your starting point. I mean, right right there, your starting point is, is it worth another $70 million on top of the contract combined for the three networks to take every time you take a right. team? And then you exactly. multiply that. If it's four teams, it's $280 million. Annually, by the way. Annually. That's not over the course of the contract. That's annually. So I will ask you, Mark, which team, if you're the Big Ten do you think you could go back to Fox, CBS, and NBC and say, hey, you willing to pony up an extra $22 million each annually for? Is there a school worth $67 million a year annually in the ACC? We'll start with, according to them, the number one draw in the sport, Florida State. Are they worth $67 million a year to you if you're the Big Ten? And again, I'm going to stop you because you asked it the right way the first time. Is it worth $67 million to CBS, NBC, and Fox? Because that's really what it boils down to. And I don't know if it is. I don't know if there's a school, David. You're going to have a tough time to get me to say yes to anyone. Unless the okay. Big Ten unless the Big Ten's going to these networks and saying, you know, I need you to do this. But I'm not sure why they would. I don't see why it benefits the SEC or the Big Ten to expand anymore. Okay, well, you said the SEC. Now, the number is less with the SEC. The SEC, and by the way, this is the final year coming up of their deal with CBS. Beginning with the 20. 20- 24 football season is when the ABC ESPN exclusive deal kicks in. The 16 schools will be getting 51 million a year annually from ABC ESPN between the family and networks and the SEC network and what have you. 51 million. Is there a school that is worth 51 million a year annually to ESPN? to have them join the SEC. Is Clemson worth $51 million? Is Florida State? Is Miami? I mean, be honest. $51 Because the pie can't – the other schools are going to be like, well, we ain't taking – we'll bring them in, but we ain't taking less. So you got to pony up more. And could there be any way that ESPN – feels like they're going to lose these teams to the Big Ten and pony up to get a couple more in the SEC. I could see ESPN doing it out of fear that they're going to lose Florida State and Miami. The rest of the ACC, I'm not sure they care about. I mean, think about this. This is Duke post-Coach K. Well, and it's an important point that you made. ESPN is shut out of the Big Ten for the rest of the decade through 2030-2031. They're shut out of the Big Ten. So if any of these schools that are in a conference that they have rights to were to leave and go to the Big Ten, ESPN does not get to show them anymore. 
they lose the rights to Clemson and Florida State, at least when they're at home. So to me, the only way this happens is that if ESPN is fearful of what the Big Ten would do and want expansion to stop it. Now, here's where I think it gets interesting. The one conference that ESPN and Fox are actually in bed together with, the Big 12. And what's the price tag in the Big 12? $31 million per school annually. So, obviously, Florida State would much rather be in the SEC. Of course, we get it. But, Mark, is the move actually to have ESPN and Fox clandestinely plot for the demise of the ACC but have the schools actually go where? To the Big 12. Because they have to pony up less. They only have to match $31 million, not $51 million, not $67 million. It's only $31 million. And it's only through the rest of the decade. Is Florida State worth $31 million? Yes. Split between two networks? Damn right they are. So is Miami. So is Clemson. By the way, Fox has never shown a North Carolina Duke basketball game. Think they'd want to get their hands on that? Now, ESPN might say, hold on a second. They go, oh, hold on, 50-50 on the money, buddy. We get one of these. You don't get both games a year. We're going to have to split them. You get one, we get one. So that's why I'm wondering if we're breaking up the ACC and the television networks will have to be involved, is the move actually to the Big 12? Financially, it would be easiest for the networks. And they're running the sport. ACC goes away. There's money for most of it right there. Well, there you go. All the money that ESPN saves. I mean, they're shelling out $17 million per school for 14 teams. I mean, what's the annual... They're shelling out $240 million right now to ACC schools. ACC goes away. They got $240 million to play with. Miller and Moulton. Thanks for listening, Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton. Only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, final segment in Lake City, Tampa, St. Pete, Port Charlotte to Venice. The bonus hour for the two three nine begins at the top of the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Miss any part of the show, you can always go to floridasportsnetwork.com and download our podcast. We love when days later you have downloaded something and then you send us a text on the text line at 21,000. Like the text we received this morning that says, if a chicken wing is too big, you can't achieve proper crispiness. (laughs) It's like last week, Tuesday on the show. (laughs) And we just simply say thanks for listening. (laughs) 
and when or how and when and where it may be. Uh, Lightning took one on the chin last night, getting blown out by Pittsburgh after a a game that was competitive mid-second. Yeah, but they made a deal, Mark. Come on now. Before the Stanley Cup playoffs, between now and 3 o'clock Friday, the only thing that matters is who's making deals. Well, the Devils and- made a blockbuster. Lightning made an interesting deal. They got a young prospect here who last year was really good. This year, not so much. They have a five draft picks to do it, including a one and a two in future years. I mean, damn. So, so far, Toronto's going on, NHL-wise, Toronto's already gone all in, all in with the trade. Right. The Bruins, who are the best team maybe in the history, could end up being – the best team that's ever played a regular season in the National Hockey League. They went and made a big deal last week. Uh-huh. The Rangers have made a couple of deals, and they're going to make another one this week when they get Patrick Kane because they right. just cleared what? out the space on the roster and salary cap to get him over. Correct. Wednesday or Thursday, apparently. Patrick Kane to the Rangers. So the Lightning had to do something just to keep up because the Devils made a huge move yesterday as well. And if there are considered to be six really good teams in the East, well, that leaves Carolina. Hey, guys, come on now. Come on. Get with the program here. Let's do something. Never mind. A couple big deals out West. Vegas with a, with a monster deal. All right. I'm telling you. Between NBA and NHL. Now, that's how you do a trade deadline. There you go. Why can't we trade really good players in the NFL? I mean, really good players. I mean, for God's sakes, Kevin Durant got traded in the middle of the season. Kevin Durant! Well, it's because he demanded it. Because he demanded it. When we have NFL players start demanding trades, maybe we'll get this. I don't think that we will. Well, the league would just laugh at him. Right. That's that's the difference. One league, they go, oh, okay. (laughs) The league, they go, Shut up. Uh, still don't know what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are doing. All I know is is that, you know, March 7th is kind of the next deadline. That's a week tomorrow. That That's where, you know, the tag deals have got to be administered. Team's got eight days to figure out whether they're tagging people. And then it's two weeks Wednesday is when the new – football season starts business-wise. So teams have to be at the cap in two weeks. So we we should get a lot of movement here in the next 14, 15 days. That's after they're done being at the Combine this week in Indianapolis. So that's a little bit. And the Bears reportedly this morning, the Bears that, I mean, not that we didn't know it already, Adam Schefter reporting that the number one pick is fully for sale. No. That's a shock. Teams that need a quarterback and the team picking first overall feels as if they have theirs. Really? So they're going to trade? Huh. I'll be damned. Hey, come on. This is your kind of draft when the first pick's up for sale. Listen, if I'm the Bears, okay, I'm trading with Houston at two, and then I'm trading with Indianapolis at four. I'm moving down twice. Houston apparently wants Bryce Young. Ha! Done! Let's do the deal. Got to offer me something really nice. 
or else going to make a deal with Indianapolis. They want to trade up for a quarterback. And then once I make the deal with Houston, I'm at two. And I say to them, you want C.J. Stroud? I got the phones ringing. Okay. The other teams want C.J. Stroud. I got Vegas. I got Carolina. Okay. I mean, come on now. If I'm the Bears, I'm trading down twice. Trading down to two, then I'm trading down to four. And then, hell, I'm willing to trade down again, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think if, if you could pull that off, there wouldn't be much of a need to trade out of four because you're going to get a really good player and you've already stacked your team for not only this year's draft, but for next year's draft because that's the one thing we figured out, what Miami did. That gives you so much flexibility to trade for players, to trade for picks that you want. So you don't get caught with all these players becoming free agents in the same year. All right, listen. If you're Houston, we'll role play again. I'm Chicago. You're Houston. You call me. You want to move up from two to one. I go, fine. Next year's first. Yeah, yay or nay. Boy, that's a stiff price. I I think I, they'd pay it. No, no, no. I'm 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 just and, but I and I'm willing to say this. If you say yes, it's done. I won't answer the phone. I mean, just so you know, Indianapolis is called, Carolina's called. Okay, I mean, the. but if you're willing to give me next year's one, I'll do the deal and just move down to two. Yay or nay. And if you go, ah, I really don't want to do that, you go, okay, fine. I'm going to just keep answering the phone then. Who I really think you could fleece there is Indianapolis from going four to one. But I think I can fleece him going from four to two, too. The owner is an idiot, and he's publicly said, we're going to do whatever we have to to get a quarterback. No, you're right. So, and if there's considered two in this draft with Richardson and Levis and what have you being prospects and all that, well, then if I'm the Bears, I want both bites at the apple. I think I can get the one. A, we've seen teams in the past, Mark, give up a second-round pick just to move from seven to six. We saw the Jets give up three second-round picks, I think, to move up from six to three. If I came back and said I'd give you this year's two and next year's two, would you do that? I'd be tempted, okay? I'd say that's really good. That's really good. Just... I'm going to answer the phone for the next half hour and get back to you. Fair enough. Because that's what I'd like. If I'm Houston, that's what I would be more comfortable with. And obviously, this year's two is pick 33. And it's actually pick 32 because Miami – or no, 33. You're right. And then, obviously, I don't think you guys are going to be all that great next year. So your second rounder next year, I think, is going to be in the first seven, eight picks of the second round. So you're probably giving me pick 33 and pick 40, let's just say. 33 and 38 in two different drafts. As opposed to next year's one, Mark, that's going to be a top 10 pick. No, it is. You're right. I'm willing to bet. I know it's the AFC South. That's why I'm trying not to get rid of it. That's why I'm offering you the two twos here. Right. Trying to give you something that I think is pretty damn good. Right. Now, how about this? So, I'm just assuming at the end of the day, you're going to have to. So, now I've moved down to two. Okay? And you've given up next year's one. So, now the Colts are on the phone. Moving from four to two. 
And I go, hey, if you want me to not answer the phone, okay, just so you know. I mean, just so you know, Vegas at 7, Carolina at 9, Tennessee at 11. Okay, just so you know, if you want me to stop answering the phone, obviously this year's one, okay? But I'm going to want this year's two and next year's one. And we know Indianapolis is not going to be good again next year, so you're looking at, I mean, you pull this off, Chicago, you could literally be staring at three first-round picks for next year. And a sec, and right, for next year. Your own and two more. And you're thinking they're going to be two top 10 picks because they're the Colts and the Texans. Hell, see, yours can't, might, might be in the top 15 no matter what you do this year because you're still in a rebuild. See, I think I can get it. I think I can get it. I really do. I think I can get next year's one from Houston. I don't think they can let the difference when you start going the counter offer two twos versus next year's one really franchise quarterback. I mean, you could argue, have they had one? I mean, is Matt, you know, they had Deshaun, they had Deshaun five years of Deshaun Watson. Otherwise their second best quarterbacks, Matt Schaub. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, they have empty seats at their games for the first time ever right now and a first-round quarterback solves those problems immediately in Houston Texas it just does right so now Houston could just stand pat if they're not sure which one to take and get one or the other you definitely could get Indianapolis and get more from them to come to four to one well it's true and Houston could play that game and say listen we're fine with either one but at which point I'd go I'm going to call that bluff. I think you want one a lot more than the other. And, but even if that's the case, David, I think Chicago could trade to four and somebody at four may, somebody, you know, Carolina may want to come to get them at four to get ahead of Vegas because Richardson's stock is going to keep climbing somehow between now and this draft. So I think I can get it. I really do. I think I can trade down twice. And you know what, Mark? You may be onto something. You know, maybe whether it's Carolina, Vegas, Tennessee, somebody like that. You know what? Maybe I get somebody to trade up to four. And they want to go Anthony Richardson. Okay. Now, I mean, you're giving up Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. And you know me, I'd have a very hard time giving up Jalen Carter. I love Jalen Carter. I'm like Dave Gettleman drafting Saquon Barkley about Jalen Carter. I mean, you know, that's how much I love him as a prospect. But so if I'm Chicago, that's what I'm doing. I'm trading down twice. I'm getting the best or second best defensive player in the draft. And I'm acquiring assets. And have you seen our roster? We need them. That's what we'll be dealing with draft-wise until Chicago makes this move. I, I'd love to – I would love to see a trade way before the draft. I would love to see them do something, you know, 
a month before the draft. Just so it well, starts the ball rolling. There's no reason why this can't happen now, if you know what I mean. I, listen, I'm tell I'm I'm Chicago. You're Houston. You give me your number one pick next year. I'll do the deal today. I'll put you on the clock today. And then I will also announce, by the way, number two's up for grabs. Just so you know. Come on, look at the Bears roster. I, I'll be brutally honest with you. If they don't do this, I have to question the aptitude of the new regime. Why would you trade down to two or four and not trade down again? Unless you are getting a haul. And I don't think you can trade down to two and get a haul. Now, you trade down to four, trade down to six, or seven, or nine, uh, now you can get a haul. And Indianapolis has made no bones about it. They want to get a quarterback. He seems the easiest to fleece right now. He or his daughter or Ballard, whoever it is that's going to make the decision on this trade, David. Depends on the day. Because here's the problem for Indianapolis. Like, this is a new regime in Arizona. Like, he wouldn't trade out of three? What, like they're close to winning? Now, you know he's not going to take a quarterback, but he could trade out. Somebody could trade up and take. I mean, if you're Indianapolis, you got to get up to two. At worst, you got to get to two. Can't roll that dice. Unless you're willing to roll it with Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I don't even know what world we're in that he could go for. And I, and you're not wrong. Depends on which film you watch. Watch the Florida State game. Watch the Tennessee game. All right? Watch the run against LSU. You're like, I can't believe we're only – we can get them at four. Watch the Kentucky game. What the hell are we drafting this guy for? But that's what will take place. Indianapolis wants to be a player. Chicago's pick is for sale. How will it all play out? Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening on the Florida Sports Network.